Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. Welcome back, guys. Do you know what really chaps my hide? Fake leather. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on this episode of Faked. Um, It's something we haven't done before. I thought we did it already. I thought we talked about leather and turns out we didn't. So I want to get into it. I want to talk all about leather and uh, its intricacies. Uh, You know, we could talk about the history of it, which is, you know, pretty long. Basically, since cows have been around and since people have been slaughtering them, we've had leather. People thought, okay, well, this hide's amazing. It's thick. It's warm. So why don't we just turn this into clothing? And people have been doing it forever. So I don't think we need to really go through the history. We know that there's a finite amount of leather per cow. So a cow itself is expensive. You know, uh, well, not back in the day, I guess, Uh, maybe in the terms of bartering was expensive, but, um, in terms of today, you know, each cow has a monetary value because of its meat, because of its trimmings, it's, uh, leather, it's horns, all that stuff. So I don't think we need to go through the history as much because we know it has value. We know uh, people have always used it, needed it. And still today is very expensive, the genuine stuff. So we are going to talk about what is the differentiating types of leather real leather. Then we'll go into some of the faux leathers, which they're upfront about it. These aren't really fake leather. These are intentionally cheaper leather that um, is kind of like a nice alternative if you don't really have the funds. Also, there's some benefits to the fake ones because um, for some reason we can't get leather wet. Uh, If you've ever seen the Seinfeld episode about him wearing it inside out, Um, And I think making the joke, which I thought was pretty, it is pretty funny, and I'm sure there's great reasons behind it, but um, cows can stand out in the rain, no problem. But a leather jacket, you know, when you wear one, you can't really go outside. And it's uh, it's kind of a a big no-no for the care of your leather jacket. So kind of one of those little fun observational humors from the, the old Jerry Seinfeld. So the world of leather, okay, let's talk about it. So... There is, uh, just like any other major industry, okay, um, there's a, a huge variety of different leathers to choose from. So let's talk about genuine leather, okay? Genuine leather, which is made from the hides of animals uh, such as cattle, goats, sheep, or pigs. So it's not always from cows, but I think we all primarily look at it from cattle. That's like the big leather, okay? So genuine leather is um, kind of a... Uh, it's typically a mix or hodgepodge of different leathers kind of stitched together and painted over to give kind of an authentic look. We've all seen that before. Um, so it's kind of interesting. There is many different types of leather. Let's go into um, full grain leather. That's taken from the top of the hide and is cut from one complete hide. And that's uh, rather than an assorted collection of different hides blended together. So that's what we... The most desirable, I believe, is full full grain leather because you're getting the big thing. You're getting the whole thing. You're getting one cut. It is as genuine as can be. And then we got uh, aniline leather. So aniline leather is a form of top grain leather, 
which is uh, not as high quality as full grain. It is a natural looking leather that ages and shows wear accordingly. So it is known for scratching rather easily and fading in the sun if left out too long. But um, it is still genuine cowhide, even if genuine, and I'm throwing up those air quotes. I should have like a a sound effect for that so you guys can know when I go like uh, air quotes because that doesn't make any noise unless I like scratch the actual right there. That's your quote. So genuine isn't uh, quite the flattering description that it seems to be. We, we've talked about that already. So genuine really is an air quote genu- genuine. So aniline leather is uh, something that scratches easy and is uh, it, it fades in the sun. Okay. So semi-aniline leather is very similar to aniline leather, which is where we get the semi prefix to it. So um, while it is still a natural leather, semi-aniline leather is coated with a light pigment or clear finish that fortifies its durability, its patina, and stain resistance. So the coating prevents liquid stains and acts as a water resistance um, while preserving the leather's color. So that actually seems, to be honest, the best uh, because then you can make coats out of it. You can go out in the rain and not worry about it. Stain resistant, that sounds great. So I guess when I look for my new leather coat, I'm a big fan of white leather. Um, it's always, I think, faux leather, so I can't really say. I mean, we're talking about this already. I can't be like, yeah, I got white leather. No, it's fake. It's always fake. It's like an express coat, but um, mine's been mine's been uh, slowly unraveling, so it's probably the durability of it's not great. So I guess that's an attestment to the faux leathers that we'll be talking about. Okay, so next is pigmented leather. So out of the genuine leathers, uh, pigmented leather is the most artificial, okay? So it's uh, still a type of real leather, but it undergoes a process wherein a heavier coating has been applied to the leather. It makes the product look significantly shinier than normal. So this coating gives the leather a less natural look uh, because it intentionally covers the natural blemishes and wear that occurs during the uh, use of an aging leather product. So this destroys a lot of the natural charm that we love in full grain leather. So when you look at... um, uh, let's see. Antique Roadshow, I don't think, sells a lot of leather items because um, there's not really like a lot of antique leather stuff, but like Pawn Star. So if you have a full cowboy getup and it's all leather, the patina on it is so valuable because it shows the aging process. It shows that it's been worn to death. It has been um, creased over time. So that's a really big thing is like the creasings and basically you're you're working it in, you know, it's like uh, leather. I don't know what a catcher's mitt. I don't think that's leather, is it? That's like, no, I think that's something else. But anyways, like it's like wearing in a glove. So we talked about the genuine leathers. Um, They're, you know, they're made from authentic hide and tanned in a legitimate process, but there is faux leather. And this is what, um, the moniker given to pretend leathers or those materials which do a good job of looking and acting like leather. However, they are far from genuine leather and even further from full grain leather products. So faux leather, that's the uh, air quotes there, is often used to describe the fake leathers that are used to construct sofas, chairs. Um, And then in the similar vein, a leatherette is a more specific term used for interior upholstery of vehicles, clothing, Etc. Okay, so lastly, coskin is used to um, indicate the artificial leather employed in consumer products like purses, shoes, belts, and the like. So 
And then the categories are even more specific than that. So let's talk about some of the other subcategories of that. So Koskin, you might want to look that one up. It's K-O-S-K-I-N, kind of an interesting um, moniker given to that. So let's talk about polyurethane leathers or (laughs) um, PU leather is probably not a good abbreviation for that. Yeah, it's literally because you either pronounce it poo leather, which, you know, I guess I really need to touch that one. Or PU leather. So not great. I think polyurethane isn't that hard to pronounce, so I think we'll stick with that. So these are the first of the synthetic leathers um, is the uh, polyurethane leather. So uh, I guess we'll... (laughs) um, I don't know why that's so funny. It's not that funny, uh, the PU leather thing. It's just, how could you... (laughs) I feel like, how could you uh, call it that in a professional manner? Like everything I read about it, it's... Everybody's like legit calling me that or calling it that. All right, we're going to continue on. Okay, it's an incredible invention um, and it's a similar appearance to real leather. Uh, It actually even wrinkles just like genuine leather does. So polyurethane leather is made by taking a material like cotton or something similar like polyester and coating it with a polymer that holds it together in a more structured fashion. So the material is treated to make it look like a cowhide uh, with its natural hues, cracks, and whatnot. So it does look a lot like real leather. This is what we know from uh, probably that coat that I was referring, that white leather polyurethane coat. Um, So if we didn't know like based on the tests that we'll be talking about, it's probably going to fool you. Okay. So with polyurethane leather, uh, you get a great durability because of its coating and it doesn't crack or peel. So maybe mine isn't that because mine's definitely cracking and peeling. So there are always pros and cons with alternative leather. Obviously it doesn't mature into a beautiful patina, uh, like real leather does, nor does it have the natural, um, uh, leather like smell to it, despite it being called, um, PU leather. I, I guess that would be my last joke for that one. So, um, Next is vinyl leather. So the other most popular artificial or faux leather option is vinyl leather. So unlike the polyurethane leather, vinyl is constructed from two different synthetic materials that are mixed together. So the polyester fibers are coated with a polyvinyl or PV chloride um, and a plasticizer combination. A bunch of just kind of fancy words for kind of like a plastic melting over it, just kind of like a, a nice coat. Um, So this procedure creates a seal that makes it almost entirely waterproof material that uh, acts like leather in its flexibility and durability. So kind of the best of both both worlds there. So businesses that are prone to messes and stains, vinyl is ideal because of how easy it uh, can be cleaned. So it propels all liquids, making it perfect for like restaurants and kind of industries like that, like hotel lobbies, things that people get messy on. Um, Same with cars. So... It has its drawbacks, obviously. So if you've ever sat on a vinyl surface for an extended period of time, you'll remember that it becomes super uncomfortable on the skin, especially like warm and humid environments. Um, It also has like a tendency to look quite chintzy if not properly maintained. Okay, so how do we spot these fake leathers? Not, um, Not faux, um, but just like things that are labeled uh, to say it's fake, or not fake, obviously to say it's real, you know, like hundred percent genuine. So that's, that's important. I'd say, uh, because some people will be like, yeah, this is real, 
real, real stuff, especially if you go out west. Uh, you've got the cowboy culture. So you go out there and you go to one of those small towns and they say, Jenny Wine, 100% leather here. I don't know why that that was like a southern gentleman from the 20s. <laughs> that was a bad um, accent, uh, but I stand by it. So, yeah, we talk about like all these goods kind of manufactured out west, and most of them are going to say it's 100% leather because you want the experience. You know, when you go there, you want it to be 100% real experience. You don't want the fake cowboy stuff, but you're going to get the real cowboy prices. So, on the label, uh, we like to look at the uh, the label. That's a big part. So there are a couple of telltale signs that a leather product is made from uh, fake leather, um, even if it says 100% real. So it will always say 100% real leather um, or full grain slash top grain slash genuine leather if it's the real deal. Uh, so real leather will always be on the more expensive side. It's great that full leather is cheaper option, but leather's higher um, price tag is obviously worth it because of its quality and all that stuff. Now, some of that stuff can be faked, so we would have to check later on. Uh, I, I mean, not later on, just down the list. You know, we look at the lab- label first, obviously. So that's that's a big part of that. Um, we always look at that. We make sure it's genuine, and. Uh, yeah, you know, it can refer to bonded leather or some of the percentage of leather, leather in the material. Um, so also with vintage items, the uh, tag sometimes falls off. So again, that's why we need some of these other checkpoints here. So number two is fire. So if the leather is real, you should be able to light a lighter and touch the leather for a few seconds without the leather catching on fire. So fake leather will easily catch on fire due to the many chemicals inside the material while real leather may uh, get a little char mark or will just not catch fire at all. So kind of an interesting way to do it because obviously like if you've got a lighter and you're at a store, I don't think they're going to let you um, do it. However, sometimes as a good selling point, a lot of these leather manufacturers that have somebody out there, they're going to light it anyways for you. They're going to show you that it's real because leather boots versus fake leather boots, you're talking like a $250 difference. So a little light or two, it's not going to hurt it and it's going to, you know, seal it in for you. So just make sure, you know, you're okay. Whoever's selling you an item is okay with you taking a light or two. And if they're not, I don't know, maybe that's a sell. That's a telltale right there. Like, oh, okay. That's a big, that's a big red flag. You won't let me light your product on fire. (laughs) Clearly not real. So Number three is take a close uh, close look at the leather. So inspecting leather can show a lot or it can show nothing. So if the leather is veg tanned full or top grain, you will notice imperfections and tiny pores like skin in the leather. So you should look for any scratches, stretch marks, or any odd marks you can pick out. These will be caused from the natural life of the animal as it will grow. So causing stretches and bumps into fences, um, causing scratches. So it's kind of funny, kind of, not funny. I guess it just tells a story. So what does that leather tell you? Um, that's kind of important is what's the story behind it? You know, has it had a history to it? That's important because if it's fake, it has a pretty short history, no doubt. You know, they're trying to get that as much as possible out there. Um, so... Uh, This is not a proven way um, since only one type of leather that will show these kind of marks is that real, um, that real leather we talk about, you know, the one that's cut from one, one part of the animal and it's not like sewn together and all this stuff. So 
Number four is does it have patina, okay? So the worn look is what we call patina and it's very common for older leather that has been veg tanned uh, due to the tanning process. So this is the very easy way to notice that the leather is real since the leather will age and start to take on a more worn in look. So that's a really important part of it is that story. So it won't have that look, um, I, I guess, uh, sorry, it's, it is again to not assure, it's not a sure way since chrome tan leather will most likely not have the look due to the chemicals uh, during the making process and the leather becomes less breathable. So again, it's a culmination of all these different things in order to determine whether that, le that leather is real or not. So look at the edges. So edges on fake leather can almost uh, look too perfect even throughout the life of the material. So edges on real leather, however, will eventually fade and fray a bit, especially with heavy, uh, heavy use. So the only issue with this is that new leather items will tend to have a very nice edge because the maker has slicked them. So the slicking of the edges will cause the edge to be rounded off and glued to avoid fraying. So edges can also have edge paint on them, which will look like uh, near perfect edges, but eventually will start to wear off. So again, all of these aren't a complete process. There's not going to be a one telltale. However, it's good to know what some of the process is for leather. What do manufacturers do with real leather that isn't considered sacrilegious? Because, you know, you talk about people in professions. Um, gosh, I'm just going to bring up a Chicago style hot dog. I know that seems like a weird comparison, but um, I guess it comes from an animal. So maybe it wasn't too weird. But anyways, when you go to Chicago, it's sacrilegious to put ketchup on your hot dog or even ask for it. You know, they'll boot you saloon style through the double doors up front, throw you through the front window if you ask for it. So there's some sacrilegious practices done in certain industries. And I believe that's uh, important to know. So then you know what's going on with, uh, with what's allowed um, during these processes. So Number six is time will loosen the leather. So real leather will loosen up or kind of break in after use. We talk about the patina. We talked about um, how valuable it is to find old leather. So fake leather will stay in place over time. So if it's shoes, they may not break into your foot's shape, whereas real leather will loosen up um, and then allow for extra room and a little more flimsiness and uh, will probably adjust to the contour of whatever you're wearing, whether it's your shoulders, your toes, um, your buttocks if you've got leather pants perhaps um so number seven is look at the back so fake leather has an unnatural look on the back of the leather that will be very obvious once you see it um so if you do have access to the back that's obviously something that's not always a luxury is because maybe it's tied in with some sort of um, insert behind it. If it's part of a coat, it's probably got some lining. So most real leather will either um, have been fully dyed so that the uh, back will have the same color or will have the natural color sh uh, still showing. So you may not be able to access the back of the leather as we talked about um, if there's a liner. So you uh, may have to cut away um, <laughs> to it as well. But again, you know, if you're at a store, I don't think they're going to let you take take scissors to it or a knife um, in order to cut through the lining just to prove that's real or not. Um, but they probably will have a cutaway, maybe uh, accessible, so people are more willing to buy it that way. And they're probably not going to let you take that lighter to it, but um, it's always good to ask. So number eight is the wet test. So water should absorb into leather much easier than fake leather. But um, this is why leather makers attempt to make the leather waterproof. So the wet test um, is important, um, but again, I don't think they're allowed to throw this, throw water on this stuff at the end uh, at the store. So 
some of these testings is more for what can you ask of um, some of these sellers? Like, hey, how does it process water? Um, and if they don't know, then they're probably not a legit sales representative anyways. You know, if, if someone doesn't know much about a car when you go to buy it, you're probably not going to buy that car. You know, even though they're, they're, they're not even directly connected to the producer, but like it's part of a sales um, team in order to know everything about what's going on. So number nine is the wrinkle test. So when pressing in on the leather, do wrinkles show up on the leather? So this is like the easiest way. So when you push on it, pressing on fake leather just kind of creates like a hill. Like there's no actual, um, like it kind of looks like crackings or like what you'd imagine a topological, uh, representation of rivers. You know, when you look at rivers on a map and the real thin, just sprawling roots looking thing. So pressing on real leather gives you those little cracks um, just because it is skin. I mean, if you do that to your skin, you kind of see that similar thing as well. Um, uh, so that's kind of an interesting way to do it. There is also the smelling test, um, which is not a surefire way. If it smells like chemical, doesn't exactly mean it is real or isn't real, but um, if there's like a strong chemical smell, then it's probably fake, and that's where the fire test come in comes into play too. It's just giving it a good old smell, and then also like the cost test isn't always exactly um, like because you could be just getting a good deal, and you never know. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's really a combination of everything we just talked about when you're talking about great leather products and how to determine whether it's real or not. So guys, this is the leather episode. Finally, did it. Um, and yeah, guys, uh, be sure to check out my TikTok. It's been gaining some popularity, which is good. I do a little obscure stuff on there. I don't really do anything that I'm talking about here on. Sometimes I'll kind of point people in the direction of the podcast um, as we're getting more listeners and more um, kind of feedback, which is great. I love it. Um, and also I do investigative series on there. People send me some stuff on Instagram that they want me to kind of review and go over and to tell if it's real or not. And then I'll do a post about it on the faked TikTok, which is always fun to do. So guys, remember with faked items, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.